Hey, hey, welcome to the Get the Acceptance Letter podcast. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. You've come to the right place if you are a parent who has a vision for their child's life that includes health, wealth, safety, and having them land at a college that honors their gifts and goals, all while keeping it debt-free. Sit back, enjoy, as I share some valuable tools and strategies with you that will help you get your kiddo into college and without crushing student loan debt. Hey, 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 everyone. Um, I am here, present and accounted for. Turning down the sound on the computer, I finally figured out uh, how to make sure that this is a wonderful and informative experience. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about on this winter night, that's why I'm kind of snuggled up in my home. I'm going to be talking about how to get those surly uh, teens on board. You know, yesterday I gave a presentation uh, on five uh, ways to make to find millions of dollars in scholarships at a wonderful summit that was held in Centerville, Illinois, at the City Hall. Uh, there were lots of local businesses there, and uh, there were also credit counselors and health educators. And I was there talking about how to uh, get into college and do it debt free. Um, and I had some experiences uh, with a couple of parents. And, you know, this wasn't the first time that I'd heard these sorts of uh, concerns. So, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Treasure Shields Redmond. I am known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at gettheacceptanceletter.online. Right now, I am live inside my community. There are uh, a community of parents and teens who um, I give personalized help to to help them get into college and do it debt-free. Um, and they can reply to this chat and ask questions or add comments, concerns, or make connections. Um, those of you watching me on YouTube, you should definitely go to gettheacceptanceletter.online and uh, sign up so that you can be notified of things like scholarships or when I'm going live to deliver some valuable tools and strategies. Uh, is how to get surly teens on board. And what do we mean by that? Well, when I talked to those parents on Saturday, one in particular said something that I had heard before. Uh, we started our conversation because 
these were parents of teens who were not um, seniors in high school yet. And so they were asking me, you know, what's PA above a 3.0? They need to take the high stakes test, the ACT or SAT, and then start to work on the items that they may need support on so that they can improve. They can tap them for recommendation letters. Um, they need to participate in some sort of uh, extracurricular activity. Uh, and you need to visit at least one college. And I always suggest that they, that the parents do a low stakes college visit. In my area, there's a big state school uh, and the school has a great reputation and is affordable. It's a research one school. I always uh, advise parents in the area, if they haven't already gone on a college visit with their kiddo, to, to schedule one there and do a college visit there. Even if they don't plan on attending the school, number one, they may hear something there that changes their mind about that. But number two, they get the experience of going online, um, finding out how to um, schedule a college visit and then arriving on campus, negotiating uh, parking, uh, talking to admissions, financial aid, seeing what students who are matriculating there, uh, how they feel about the school, looking at the cafeteria, the dorms, all of those things. Um, all of that is important and is something that people who are not uh, seniors right now can be doing uh, in order to uh, prepare for the college journey. Now, when I said these items to the parent, she explained to me that her child was not on board, um, that they were a ninth grader making poor grades, and that as an example of how they weren't participating in extracurriculars, she told me that this child uh, really enjoyed uh, basketball. And I said, oh, did they try out for the team? No. <laughs> and she didn't indicate that the that this young person was um, was playing for any AAU team or a team at the Boys and Girls Club or the Y or any other um, community organizations. And, you know, this isn't the first time that I've heard stories like this, where it feels to the parent like they have a vision for their child's life, but that the child is clueless and seems to be frittering away their opportunity to get into a good school and do it debt free. So at the beginning of this, I talked to you and just told you what I would be telling someone to do if they were not a high school senior, if they were early in their um, in their high school career and they were uh, what they should be working on. Now, some of the items that you can present to a team who doesn't seem like they're on board with the college journey. Number one, 
you need to tell them the truth about your finances. And this is really a sticky area for a lot of parents. Um, I'm like you all. I want my children to have more than I did. Uh, I try to abstain from a lot of poverty talk, you know, <laughs> which is what I was raised with. My grandmother constantly said, we po, W-E-P-O apostrophe, we po. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I made some different choices because of their good parenting. And now I don't have to say we po. Now, we're not rich, but I can say, I don't have to say his college, the really the apex of it, the pinnacle of it last year. And we started to get those uh, financial aid award letters and financial aid award letters are documents that list out the cost of the school. And usually there's a point at which the amount of the school goes past the amount of money that you're going to receive. So they list out scholarships and grants. And then there's several thousand dollars oftentimes that they then suggest you take out loans for. So when you look at those uh, financial aid award letters, oftentimes the colleges say, well, we believe you can pay $10,000 a semester, $9,000 a semester, $22,000 a semester. This is the point at which you should explain to this beautiful young team, your mortgage is a third of your income, that their private school is another 10%, that you have a car note, your own student loans, and that the room in your budget for um, thousands of dollars just is non-existent. And the way that they can help you and themselves is by keeping their GPA up, doing the best they can on the high stakes tests, making relationships so that they can tap people for recommendation letters um, and uh, participating in extracurriculars because those are the items that lead to a debt-free degree. Telling them how much room you have for extras will center them and make it clear to them that they now have some responsibility in this uh, financial journey where college is concerned. So many of us don't want to be honest with our kids about our finances because we think that's letting them down or we feel disappointed in ourselves. Um, but the truth is, if you're watching this and you're in this community, you're not wealthy and your kids know <laughs> that you're not wealthy. They may not know the ex extent of the financial jeopardy you're in if you're in financial jeopardy. And, you know, the truth is um, they need to know uh, the truth about your finances. So that's number one. Number one for getting teens on board is letting them know the truth about your finances. Number two for getting teens on board is what I mentioned earlier, a low stakes college visit. Look, if you want to, you can take them on a college visit to your 
metropolitan areas uh, uh, technical school that has the best reputation and your metropolitan areas uh, state traditional sleepaway college that has the best reputation. Because I can hear in my mind's eye, I can hear people saying, well, if the child is acting like they're not on board and they're making bad grades, maybe they aren't college material. Maybe college isn't for everybody. Maybe um, they should take a grade. And all of these possibilities are out there. These possibilities are out there. Um, only indicator for if someone is college material. Completion is the indicator of if someone is college material. You know, it's not smart people who get degrees. It's people who finish things that get degrees. Now, those low stakes college visits, and I call them low stakes because I'm talking about a visit in your city. You could make a whole project of it. You guys could get up at 8 a.m., be on campus for a 9 a.m. Uh, college visit. The college visit usually lasts a couple of hours. And then by noon, you all can have lunch and unpack the experience. And here are the sorts of questions you're going to ask this young person. Can you see yourself living here? What programs did they mention were you interested in? What's a profession that you definitely could never do? What do you nervous to think of living away from home? Did that college seem big and overwhelming? Would you prefer a smaller campus? Are you considering living at home and commuting to school? Or do you consider yourself the type of person who can go to a sleepaway school and have a traditional college experience? These are the types of questions that you need to ask them. And you need to be uh, intentional in listening for their answers. Because one of the tenets of good parenting is a slowly, slowly letting go of the apron strings and giving the child more and more responsibility, more and more ownership. And as you talk with them, talk about the fact that, you know, in a couple of years, uh, a lot of your decisions will rest on you. I will be there to support you, of course, but you'll be moving into a part of your life where you're making decisions about your ultimate career goal, your major, what type of college you want to go to, and that sort of thing. You could uh, balance this over a couple of weeks, one low stakes visit to a traditional college, one low stakes visit to um, the trade school that has a good reputation in your area. And then if you have enough time, we're talking about a ninth or 10th grader, I would then give it a, a several weeks of not talking about it and then revisit it. Look, about a month ago, we went to these visits and we talked about some things. What are you thinking um, as far as the items that I need you to pay attention to in order to go to college and do it debt free? 
keeping your grades up, making relationships with teachers and sponsors, doing an extracurricular um, and uh, uh, visiting colleges. What are you thinking? Check back in with them and see what they're thinking. Now, this last bit uh, about teens who are making uh, less than stellar grades. Uh, there could be a couple of things going on. As you all know, or you may not know, uh, I went to school for English education. That is what my bachelor's degree is in. I've been a teacher for 20 years. Uh, I taught for a decade uh, high school English. Then I taught another decade as an uh, assistant professor of English at a college. Here recently, uh, I took a job as a writing teacher at a local high school. When kids make poor grades, there's there are a couple of things that could be happening. Number one, the kid may have a learning difference and the content may be moving too fast for them. If this has been a consistent theme, poor grades, you need to make an appointment or come up to the school to talk to the special education department uh, about considering an IEP that would allow them to take the stretched out version of certain courses. They it may be good at English, but for math, they may need two semesters for the one semester course and so on. Or they may need a class that has an educational aid that comes in so that when their classes are big, there's a second person that can give them more one on one help. Um, you may need to have them tested for dyslexia or ADHD so that they can receive some services at the school. Please don't feel ashamed or feel as if your child is going to be labeled and then not served. If you do not trust the people at the school, you need to tell them your concerns. If you are very certain within your soul and spirit that um, your child being uh, receiving accommodations or learning differences services at the school is going to be the death nail to any uh, rigor, rigor and real content, then you need to make plans to get, put them in a school that's going to respect the fact that they're not as fast at everything as everybody else. So that's one thing. It could just be a diagnosable learning difference. Another thing is your child could just need tutoring too fast at the school, but not because your child has a diagnosable learning difference. It may just be if they're at a public school with large classrooms. I mean, I've heard these stories of uh, 40 kids in a class, 36 kids in a class, 32 kids in a class. You know, teachers are doing a yeoman's job handling that many students, but there are some people who are going to um, not that they need because of it. Uh, you may need to enroll your child in the after school program to receive tutoring. You may need to pay for uh, Kumon, Mathnasium, Sylvan Learning Center, 
Or if you have the capacity yourself, you may need to sit with them in the evenings and work on some items. Uh, so that's the bolster up because they're in large classes. The third thing is your child may not see the value in grades. There are children who, because of items in the home, uh, because of something that happened early on in the elementary grades, um, they feel triggered by the classroom um, and they don't want to stand out by making good grades or they don't want to put in the effort it would take to raise their grades. And I'll tell you what I do in my home. I'm no perfect parent, but this is one technique I use that has received really good elementary, starting in elementary. Every week I go online and check my children's grades. They receive the equivalent of their age and allowance. If they have every grade B or an A and no C's. If there's any C's, they receive less money. They receive a deduction. What it has done, what it did for my son was, you know, my son didn't even like the money that much. He hoarded that money. He went away to college with hundreds of dollars <laughs> from all his gifts and his hoarded <laughs> um, allowance. But what it did was it set up an, an environment where they knew every Friday I was going to look at their grades. I was going to touch in on touch base on those grades and I was going to be complimentary when they had everything above a C. And I was going to give them money, offer to take them to get something to eat or run by the mall, whatever they want to use their money for. But for my son, it was mostly my mom is going to check in on my grades and I don't want to hear. Um, <laughs> I'm not a shouter, but I am a terse lips get tight <laughs> type, type of angry. <laughs> now my daughter, my 12 year old, she loves money. Messing with her money is like messing with her emotions. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, those weeks where she might have a C and she doesn't get all of her allowance, she really feels it. And she then will come back with her plan of how to raise her grade. She also knows every week I'm going to look at the grades that I'm going to touch base with that. And I like being on the reward rather than the punishment system. Uh, lots of parents. They feel as if there's an unspoken rule in the house that you will do well. And so whenever you don't do well, I pounce on you. Either use um demeaning or degrading language, or I may even hit you because the what you're supposed to do is get good grades. And I've had other adults tell me I'm not paying for grades. <laughs> what they're supposed to do. They don't pay me to cook dinner, <laughs> all that sort of thing. And um, I find it a worthy investment. I find that it has worked well. And like I said, the amount is their age. Uh, I've also mediated their expectations for the amounts of money they're going to get from me. <laughs> it's not going to be $20, $30. You can do like my son. 
and um, use that money as pocket change and also get a job. I, I assume that my daughter within the next couple of years will also find that $12 a week is is not enough and then $13 a week and then $14 a week. And finally, she'll probably ask to get a little job because she really enjoys money. It's not so much about the money, even though the money is a token, it's a visible uh, reward. It's also about touching base with the grades more often than just when report cards come out. So I have really enjoyed telling, uh, sharing these strategies and tools with you about how to get uh, surly teenagers on board. You know, the thesis, the ultimate uh, point of all of this is to be honest with them about how what the decisions that they make after high school are going to impact their future. Um, not when you're angry, not after you've seen a terrible re report card. But during a time when everything is cool, tell them you want to sit down and talk with them and be open about your finances and your dreams and goals for their life. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond. I am known as the debt-free degree expert. If you would like a free 35-page ebook that shows you how to write scholarship-winning essays, you should go to gettheacceptanceletter.online to all my wonderful uh, community members in the community. I hope you're having a good Sunday night um, and I will see you next time.